Welcome to 52 Weeks in the Word. I'm your host, Trillia Newbell, and today I'm excited to have on the show Lauren Chandler. Lauren is a worship leader at the Village Church in Flower Mound, Texas, where her husband, Matt, is the lead teaching pastor. She is also an author of a Bible study on numbers. Lauren, I don't hear many people talk about studying the book of Numbers, which is why I was really thrilled to see your study on it. I know it's been out for a while, but I I just was thrilled about it because not a lot of people study it. No, it's not. It's not a book that most people study, and it it really was the Lord kind of just bringing it in front of me. Um, I hadn't really thought of it before and, and as I was reading it through a, a daily reading a daily Bible reading um, that you're encouraging your listeners to do um, I came across numbers and I was like actually once I got past all the names and the numbers there's some really good stuff in here well so here's my question and it's it's pretty simple why should we study the book and what makes the book of numbers a book that you wanted to pause and spend time in so can you get real specific absolutely um you know i i think like i said it's one of those books that when i would be in my daily bible reading plan it was a major speed bump like i leviticus and numbers really slow down on my Bible reading, or I just kind of scan it so I can get through to the, you know, quote unquote, good stuff. But I, as I started reading it, you know, it's basically a continuation of the story started, well, honestly, in Genesis and Exodus. Um, and it, and it tells the story of God's people, Israel being, um, you know, there, he rescued them out of Egypt and brought them through the wilderness. And there was a lot of um, testing in the wilderness. In fact, the book of Numbers in the Hebrew Bible um, is called In the Wilderness. And I thought that was a much more compelling (laughs) title to the book. Um, I actually got to see or got to meet someone that's in the uh, Bible translation world. He's amazing scholar. And I was like, my Matt asked him, why did, why did y'all come up with numbers? You know, why can't it be in the wilderness? And he was like, well, I don't know if in the wilderness is that much more, you know, compelling. Who wants to read about being in the wilderness? But I did because I, I've been in the wilderness where I felt, you know, my world kind of turned upside down. And if you think about the, the people of Israel, here they were um, being rescued by signs and wonders and no longer slaves. And they're headed to the promised land, you know, that God had promised to Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. And so, uh, uh, but then it, it it's not exactly what they thought it would be. Um, and isn't that our story too? We're like, okay, God, you have, you've rescued me. You've given me freedom. You've forgiven me of my sins. You have made a way when there was no way, like through Jesus, you have made a way for us to know life with you. But then even that process ends up not, in, not being as rosy and, um, and easy as we think it's going to be. There are a lot of bumps and there's a lot of hardship and there's, there's wandering, there's wandering that, you know, because we might refuse to trust God. Um, there's wandering, um, because our hearts can be rebellious. Um, and so when I was reading numbers, I identified a lot with the people of Israel. And then there were parts that didn't make a lot of sense to me um, that seemed more like reading Leviticus, where it was, you know, 
the test of adultery, there's something that's really interesting. Um, and then also um, how uh, certain, you know, purification laws, how things would be, what you would do with a person with an issue of blood or some kind of bodily issue, you know, and what the, what you're supposed to do with that, with the camp and the tabernacle and all that. Um, and, and what seemed like, well, I don't know, what that has to do with me personally, um, just understanding the holiness of God and what what that requires and and how we are to approach a holy God and how amazing that God has made a way for us to approach him. Um, honestly, um, one story that kind of connects those, those two um, ideas where you have the holiness of God and you have this... Um, these instructions on what to do if a person, you know, has some kind of issue from their body. They're to be outside the camp, and then they're to once they are healed, um, they there's like this purification process that they have to go through to be able to be back with the rest of the people. And then you fast forward that to um, I believe it's Luke eight where uh, early 12, I can't remember, I should have refreshed my memory, but just came to me as we were talking, Trillia, um, where uh, Jesus is in, uh, most likely, I think in Capernaum, and he's in the crowds and everybody's brushing up against him and this woman with an issue of blood, a woman who would have had to have said when she came in contact with people, unclean, 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 who probably went to the Sea of Galilee to wash every day because of how much she must have smelled, reaches out to Jesus and touches the hem of his garment um, where these fringes were, which going back to numbers, um, the fringes were God instructed the people to put these fringes on their robes to remind them that they are his children. And so this woman who had felt like an outcast reaches for the hem of Jesus's robe for healing, knowing if anyone can heal me, he can. He feels the power go out of him and he he asks, you know, who's touched me and she eventually comes and reveals herself and said, it was me, Lord. I just knew if I touched you, I'd be healed. And he looks at her and he says, daughter, your faith has made you well. He calls her daughter. And so all those layers, if I hadn't studied numbers, that story would have been powerful and moving on its own. But having put it in the context of what it meant to have an issue of blood, what it would take for her to be purified and accepted back into um, the presence of God and the presence of the people. And her touching that hem of the garment that reminded her that, that she was a child of God. I mean, it just blew me away. And I thought, how many things am I missing in the New Testament because I haven't taken the time to really dig into the old. Um, and so that's what um, numbers in particular has helped me see. Um, and, and why I think it's important to um, read these Old Testament books in particular that maybe aren't the easiest to get through, but there is 
there is something in it for us personally, but then for us to know about the character of God that will carry us through later when we read about his character, when we see, uh, you know, Jesus, God incarnate. Yes. Oh my goodness. This was so good. So good. One of the things that I reference a lot in um, 52 weeks in the word is that we we really really need to read the old testament to understand the new and and to hear it just like laid out so plainly and wonderfully is one is just so encouraging but another thing is is that I and forgive me if my statistic is wrong but something like 75% of the bible is old testament <laughs> it's just a lot and then Jesus quotes uh, and I, I I can't remember the stat on this either, but Jesus quotes the Old Testament a whole lot. So if we want to understand Jesus' teaching, we really do need to get in the Word in the Old Testament. And as you've just so lovelyly shared, um, in the Book of Numbers. So I'm I'm really grateful <laughs> for that connection because that is exactly what I am praying for my own heart heart in Bible reading is that I would grow in my understanding of what he says in the old so that I can grow in my understanding of what he says in the new and that I can submit all of these things and um in my heart so that I can know God follow him and um and obey him rightly so so this was so good and Lauren with that I just close with a prayer so I'm just going to pray for us as we're reading the word that we would understand it so God you are so good Oh, thank you for today that even getting just this quick glimpse of of how your word is is one word <laughs> lord and how you are throughout the whole of it all of scripture is is useful god is as is, is profitable lord and and jesus how you um not, are not only foreshadowed god but that that you have fulfilled these these things, God, and that Jesus, that you are such a healer and gracious and um, the the one true God, Lord, we, we are just overwhelmed by your goodness and your grace and that you've given this gift of your word. Lord, I pray that as we read the scriptures, as we read through the book of Numbers and we, we get bogged down and maybe even confused, that you would illuminate your word to us, that you would help us to understand it, to, to show us what we need to know, God, and Lord, that we would get excited. Uh, hearing Lauren <laughs> talk about how exciting it was to connect those dots. Lord, may it inspire us. Let us get excited about what you have, all the riches that you have to show us and teach us through your word. So God, it is fun <laughs> that we get to, to open your word, but it's also a privilege. God, so help us to um, enjoy this privilege of opening the Bible day after day where some don't even have them and um, engaging in your words so that we can uh, worship you, know you, love you, delight in you as you delight in us. So Lord, we, we worship you. We are so grateful for you. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Lauren. 